Hi there, it's Lucia, host of the Witch Money podcast here. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to tell you about a really handy new tool from us here at Witch, and even better, it's free. It's called My Money Health Check. All you need to do is answer a few quick questions about your finances, and then we'll do the rest, pointing you towards our brilliant witch advice that we think you'll find really useful. Once again, that's My Money Health Checks. If you want help with cutting your bills or making your money go further, it's the place for you. Just head to witch.co.uk forward slash My Money Health Check. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of the Witch Money Podcast. I'm Lucia Ariano and in this episode we'll be breaking down the Chancellor's spring statement, discussing how it will impact your pocket and what measures are or indeed aren't being taken to tackle the rising cost of living. This is all part of our mission to help you ease the squeeze. And if you haven't already, do go back and listen to our previous Ease the Squeeze episodes, which you can also find on this podcast feed. Now, I'm pleased to say that for this bonus episode, we're joined by our Ease the Squeeze expert, which consumer rights editor, Adam French, and one of our money regulars, the brilliant Jenny Ross. Thank you for joining us in person. It's a rare treat. It's amazing. We're actually together. We all come together for spring statement for the first time. It's a very special occasion, It's a big day. It's It's the first time we've all been together on a pod in, in about two years. So this is... We did. You missed the budget, Actually, Adam. I, yeah, I hate sorry. to break it to you, but that's <laughs> <laughs> in the last six First months time we I've have been, been with you all in exactly. About two years. <laughs> well, let's start by hearing from the Chancellor himself. Here's how he began when he addressed Parliament earlier today after speaking on the impact of the war in Ukraine. The war's most significant impact domestically is on the cost of living. COVID and global factors meant goods and energy prices were already high. Statistics published this morning show that inflation in February was 6.2%, lower than the US and broadly in line with the euro area. Disruptions to global supply chains and energy markets, combined with the economic response to Putin's aggression, mean the OBR expect inflation to rise further, averaging 7.4% this year. As I said last month, the government will support the British people as they deal with the rising costs of energy. People should know that we will stand by them as we have throughout the last two years. Now, Rishi Sunak started by delivering what he packaged up as three immediate measures to help people with the rising cost of living, covering energy, fuel and support for the most vulnerable households. So let's start here then with energy, because next month, millions of people's bills will be sharply increasing, with the energy price cap jumping by a wild 54%. Now, we've talked on the pod before about the measures the government brought in to help reduce the impact of soaring household bills back in February. £150 council tax rebate for some, plus... £200 off your energy bills in October, which is actually technically a loan. Now, I think you can see what I'm getting at here. Many say the support is lacking and have been calling for more. So has the Treasury delivered on this in today's statement? Well, I think it's fair to say not a lot's changed for energy customers off the back of today's statement. The main energy thing we saw was a 0% VAT rate on energy efficient purchases, so supplies like solar panels or insulation, for example. Now, VAT on those things was only around 5% anyway, so it's not a, a huge saving. And the kind of people that are going to be able to take advantage of that had money in the first place. Mm. They're people that could have spent money on solar panels or insulation. So if you're already struggling 
to make ends meet, already worried about paying your bills, you're not going to have the money to make the most of that. Yeah, exactly. I think it's fair to describe it as a more indirect form of support, um, which Rishi Sunak said, uh, you know, could, once you've put these measures in place, save you around £300 off your bill a year. But yeah, Adam's absolutely right. For the people who right now are struggling to pay their bills and next month will be feeling that pinch even more acutely, they are not going to have any, you know, any extra pain taken away as a result of this announcement. And even if you are considering solar panels, for example, I mean, the average amount of time it takes to actually pay back that investment, you're looking at nine to 17 years, depending where Mm. you're in a country, how much sunshine you get. So it's not quite an immediate measure. I was just going to say that. Not an immediate measure. Yeah, yeah. As some may have called it today. Well, we should say as part of our Ease the Squeeze mini-series a few weeks ago, we devoted a special episode to the energy crisis and it includes how to access other energy support, schemes offered by the government and also energy suppliers, which seem to be much lesser known, plus loads more advice on how to cut your usage. So do go back and have a listen. Now, another of the immediate measures is on fuel. The price of petrol has been reaching record highs since last November, but with Russia's war on Ukraine, it's been soaring to a new level over the last few weeks. So if we break down what makes up the price of petrol, fuel duty plus VAT makes up a hefty chunk. So what's the government doing to help drivers? The government is going to be cutting fuel duty by 5p a litre, which should save the average family around £3.30 every time they fill up a full tank of petrol, according to the RAC, which is a significant saving when you consider how often you may be topping up over the course of a year. But I was discussing this earlier with Steve Maunder, one of our excellent money online mm-hmm. writers, and he was bemoaning that actually the problem is petrol's 50p a litre more than it needs to be at the moment to be affordable, not 5p. So mm-hmm. it is a small saving and is certainly something that's helpful, but we're still looking at record fuel mm-hmm. prices. Uh, it's it's a small saving, but again, is it substantial enough to make a real difference for people? I do question that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not to be sniffed at. Um, but another point that, 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 that um, some commentators have made today is, is, is to point out the fact that actually this is not necessarily going to help those who are feeling the squeeze most right now um, as the cost of living surges. So according to the AA Foundation, more than a third of the poorest households don't even own a car. Mm. Um, and those who do will not be filling it up as much uh, as much as households on higher incomes. So um, it's, it's, it's a step in the right direction, but it's not going to be transformative and also just just to be clear that this is a temporary cut in fuel duty until it takes effect pretty much immediately from 6 p.m tonight but will be in place uh, until march next year mm, so only a year to make the most of those cheaper fuel prices but hopefully hopefully by then prices will have gone somewhere near back to normal mm. but who knows with the way that costs are going right now Well, that brings us to the third of these immediate measures, which is set to help the most vulnerable households. There was speculation around whether the 3.1% boost to benefits outlined in the autumn budget would increase to reflect that inflation is now much higher than that, though this wasn't mentioned. Instead, what's called the Household Support Fund is being doubled. Jenny Adam, who is this for and how can you access the funds? In theory, this money goes to the most vulnerable, who are most in need of financial support. But the way this money actually arrives with people is really opaque and hard to really make sense of. So this money, originally around £420 million was announced um, last autumn, and that's now been doubled and then some to around a billion pounds that we've given. But the money doesn't go directly to those most in need. It goes to your local authorities, 
who then can put in place their own schemes to ensure those people who need it most get access to those funds. And that could be via vouchers. It could be via direct food support, for example. It could be that they then pay third parties to carry out maintenance work on people's homes. There's all manner of different ways that money can be made available, which makes it really hard to know exactly how you can access that if you're struggling right now and actually really hard to understand exactly how that money is being spent as well. But if you are in real need of financial support right now, whether that's remedial work on your home to make it more energy efficient, whether that's because you're struggling to choose between heating and eating, Mm. you can go speak to your local authority. They have access to this money from central government. So do check out their websites. Google out to your local council office even. They have the these funds. This more money's been provided by government. It is accessible. It just involves quite often you having to take that step, that proactive step yourself mm-hmm. to to speak to them to find out what's available to you. And of course, not just being proactive, but being aware of it in the first place. So I think you know there is a fair bit of frustration that help isn't going to be automatically and very directly provided to those who need it most. You do need to, you know, first of all, yeah, find out that this this is an option for you mm-hmm. and then contact your local council to find out if you're eligible and if you are, what the process of actually getting access to that money to cover really important, you know, this mm-hmm. is a really important pot of money. It's it's the really essential items that, that Adam's mentioned there. Food, home repairs, clothing. It's good that it's there. It's good that that money is being increased, um, but whether or not the people who really need it will be able to access Mm. it remains to be seen. It's a really good point about awareness. And there's certainly something on local authorities, councils, unitary authorities in raising awareness that these funds are there Mm. with people. Um, You know, not everyone follows the spring statement and Mm. and budget announcements quite as closely as we do. (laughs) And fair enough, maybe they've got better things to do with their time. Um, But there is something on that awareness needs to be, be raised. Absolutely. Because that you don't want people missing out on, on those funds when it could have made a real tangible difference. Now, before we move on to all of the tax changes, the big question after hearing about these immediate plans is whether they're doing enough to help people with the rapidly rising cost of living. Labour Shadow Chancellor Rachel Reeves doesn't seem to think so. Here's her response to the statement. Inflation is at its highest level for 30 years yeah. and rising. Energy prices at record highs. Yeah. People are worried sick. For all his words, it is clear that the Chancellor does not understand the scale of the challenge. He talks about providing security for working families, but his choices are making the cost of living crisis worse, not better. So can we talk about tax? We're all expecting a 1.25 percentage point increase to national insurance next month. Now, this isn't being postponed, as some have called for, but it is being offset for many thanks to an increase in the national insurance threshold. Jenny, who will this benefit? This will benefit 70% of workers, according to the government, to the tune of around £330 a year for a typical employee. And as you say, Lucia, that is despite um, the increase in national insurance still going ahead um, as part of the government's plans to increase funding for the NHS and for social care. Uh, So, yes, there had been quite a lot of pressure on the Chancellor in the run up to this uh, spring statement to reverse that increase that had been announced in September when the cost of living crisis felt quite far away. Um, He has held back from doing that. But what he has done instead is to increase the point at which you start paying national insurance. Um, And he's increased that by quite a lot. So £3,000 is the amount that that has gone up by uh, to bring it in line with the threshold for income tax. 
So that means you can now earn £12,570 without paying a penny in either income tax or national insurance. Um, And what that means in practice is that for somebody paying £30,000, if this threshold change had not come about, um, you would be paying £2,666 from April. Instead, you'll be paying £2,309 when uh, the new threshold kicks in, which is a saving of £357. That's good news. That is good news. It's really good news. I mean, the slight, the slight complication here is is that um, the threshold at the new low level doesn't kick in until July. So there right. will actually be a three-month period um, during which time people are paying more national insurance. Um, that extra 1.25 percentage point will uh, increase will be felt. But yes, by and large, the vast majority of workers will will be paying less. Um, so something to be done there to, to ease um, the, the increasing cost pressures we're facing across the board. Um, there is a tipping point and that comes uh, around the 40,000 mark. I think it's uh, 42 £2,000 to be precise, when you'll actually be slightly worse off as a result of of, um, the increase in national insurance, despite the new uh, higher threshold. So, uh, yeah, just another um, worked example there. Somebody earning £50,000 will pay more this year than last year. They'll pay it by around £108. Feels like a good call. It feels like Mm, the people who are going to need the break the most, especially considering we know things like energy, food, fuel inescapable expenses they hit us all hard and if you've got less money they hit you all the harder that feels like the right space for these kind of changes to be in to ensure the right people are getting targeted support that they need so Mm. i mean it's a real positive move um, from government it's something we can certainly feel welcome of and hopefully come july people will start to feel the benefit of that and for some more welcome news now looking ahead income tax is going to be reduced by 1p by the end of 2024 it seems quite far off but it's big news isn't it it is big news and actually really surprising news this was a bit of a curveball it's often called the rabbit out of the hat that, that, that came right at the end of the speech um yeah took a lot of people by surprise it's the first cut uh, to the basic rate of income tax for 16 years and that rate is currently 20p in the pound it will apparently be going down to 19p in the pound. TBC, when that is actually going to happen, uh, Rishi Sunak said that his target is by the end of Parliament, which is in uh, 2024. And he said that that represents a £5 billion tax cut for 30 million people. So it's it's a pretty huge shift. Um, interestingly, in, in the documentation that, that supported the, the statement today, um, the government also set out that it wants to make the tax system in general simpler, fairer and more efficient. So it's going to be looking, I think, to make a few more tweaks mm. around the edges to things like uh, tax reliefs and allowances ahead of that more dramatic change um, to the income income tax system. So I think it was a nice it was a nice sweetener to to, to end on um, a little carrot to dangle um, for mm-hmm. people to look forward to. But obviously, it's not going to make uh, any you know material difference to anyone's pockets right now. Unfortunately, not. I mean, we all know when the next election's coming up. Certainly. Ready for 2024 and a tax cut already already (laughs) in the bank. Very clever. So this is good news on the face of it, but I think it should be seen in the context of um, frozen income tax thresholds Mm. for the next five years. So actually millions and millions of people will be paying more income tax because they will be dragged into higher tax brackets as their income increases because those thresholds are, are staying put. Government's going to be generating more revenue with frozen income tax thresholds and then giving some of that revenue back in the form of a tax cut Hmm. in 2024.
Thank you so much to Jenny and Adam for coming on the show today. And thank you for listening to this week's bonus episode of the Witch Money podcast. And we'll be back tomorrow with this week's main episode, a special investigation into power of attorney and how banks' failure to register this vital legal document can leave vulnerable families in a desperate situation. We'll also find out how you can set up a power of attorney for yourself and your loved ones. If you haven't already, please do hit follow and subscribe and leave us a review and rating wherever you're listening. And for more money saving news and advice, head to witch.co.uk forward slash save money to find our rising cost of living hub. This episode of the Witch Money podcast was produced and edited by Rob Lilly with additional support from Ian Aikman and Charlotte Gifford.